It's on. Welcome, everyone. Why don't we stand and praise?
Yeah. 
Control my emotions. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This is a special occasion. We so welcome you. Bless you. Thank you. These are our members of our body. We have, this is the first time they've been here for a long time. Bless you. And the same with our dear Russian brethren, Ukrainian brethren, whom we love. Bless, Bless you. you. So good to have you. It's good to have you. Good to have you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I never thought we'd be back again. <clears throat> you know, you've you prayed a lot for us uh, during the time of trial that we were going through. And particularly with my own health, uh, I had an occasion that I had to go to. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is because, you know, so often we pray a lot for people that we never hear the result. And uh, so that we can, yeah, really give the glory to the Lord. Because you're in a situation that you have no control over whatsoever. And it uh, kind of started off with uh, a visit to the neurologist. And uh, as I visited with him, he had told me that I had uh, a bit of an enlarged prostate. He said, but it's quite normal for a guy your age. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and I said, uh, and I was uh, going to the restroom more frequently than I should. So he said, I'll give you a little tablet that'll control all of that for you. Well, it controlled it all right, but it shut the whole thing down. <laughs> and when it shut the whole thing down, you know, I had to get a catheter and then I had to self-catheter and then I, I... I'm only sharing this with you guys because you're my family. <laughs> we have a long-standing relationship together. All of us in here and most of the young mothers in here were this size when we met them. So we have a long-standing relationship and, and I feel free to share. So it uh, shut my water works down. 
and it caused a lot of extra problems. And when the extra problems came, my sugar levels jumped up to 16, I mean 600. And uh, they rushed me to the emergency. And uh, when I got in there, they did what they needed to do, but then I went out of it. And uh, I was uh, pulling off all the equipment that they had put in me. And, uh, and so then they had to str strap me down to the bed. <laughs> and, um, and so that's where it began. And so by the morning, I think when Kathy came in, I was already in a ventilator. And I was in the ventilator for seven days. Is that right? Yeah, I can only tell a little bit of this because I have no understanding of it and I have no knowledge of everything else that took place. But uh, they tied me down to the bed and then put me in the ventilator. And then I had taken septus. And because of the urinary tract infection that I had taken because of the high sugar, they, um, I think you'll have to help me out here. The other half. The better half. Yeah, it was quite a trying time. And after they did that and they put the track in, he was, uh, when I went up by then, he was out. And uh, I'd been through tremendous trauma of the body because his kidneys had shut down, his lungs had shut down, his heart was having trouble. Just everything was not doing good. Not too and of course, as the kidney failure was a big thing. And so the prayers of the saints around the world, what can we say? Prayer is one of the most powerful anointings that you and I can have next to salvation, is prayer. And how many really prayed, including me, but God taught us. So a lady from Bones Mill Covenant Life, she said, I'm going to come to the hospital with you and stay there because it was over an hour away and I knew I couldn't go back day and night. So I said, I'm going to stay in the hotel. I don't care how much it's going to cost. That's where I'm going to stay. And she said, I'll come with you. So she came for a week and um, <clears throat> the Thursday night, I'll never forget it, um, he was bad and by this time he was rolling his head back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Back. And every time we sang or read the word, he was calm. And unknown to us, of course, he was having nightmares by the drugs that they were putting in his body. And so <clears throat> that Thursday as we went home to the hospital, Abigail said to me, I think we really need to get down on our knees and really pray. I said, okay, and we prayed for a long time and suddenly the word resurrection came. So from then to the early morning, we prayed on resurrection power, resurrection life. And so when we went in that morning at 10 o'clock, they said, do you want me to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, uh, he was still on the thing and they said that we're going to take him off. And I said, oh, one of the nurses said, that's not nice to watch. She said, well, you go with your friend, have a coffee and come back. So I went. Had a coffee, came back, and here was Bobby sitting in the chair, looking at me, and he says, Hello, Kathy. 
And there was resurrection before us. He was still in a bad way, but he was compassmentous, and he knew me, and he, he was um, happy to be alive, weren't you? I was. So we just sent out thanks and praise to everybody. But I really do want to say prayer, don't think it's not being heard. It is. And remember that God's delays is not his denials. You've got to always remember that. And as we come by faith, but we were standing there just before that on the Wednesday, and I said, Devil, your name is numbered. You are not having him because God has not said. And I stood there with the nurses looking at me as if I was crazy. I said, but you will not. I said, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith for my man. This is my man. <laughs> 60 years. 60 years. And six years we went together. 66. <laughs> That's why she's nearly perfect. <laughs> but we're very blessed. And you know, you've been part of our lives yes. from the conception of this place. We came when you were all down below in the barn or the whatever it was called, the shop. Blanket City. Blanket City. And it was our first taste, because Brother Bill and Sister Betty came in to the movie at the same time as us, but we didn't know that. Right. And that was the first time we met them. And you know, the minute they stood up and sang, we were connected. We said, we're home, we're in the army of the Lord, the fighters, the overcomers, and we're a part of this. Hallelujah. And that is nearly four, past 40 years ago. Amen. And we came here one year, and all the children were beautiful, as they always are, as you look at them. And Brother Bill left us a message, because they were going out to minister. He said, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit here. And we said, oh, well, we'll pray. And the children come out one by one. What a night of anointing. The power of the Holy Ghost fell. Bobby and I didn't have to do a thing. The children were going round laying hands on one another. And they were being filled. Oh, she. She was a bright spark. She was full of the power of the Holy Ghost that day. And we saw the lives of these children, who are now young mothers, changed. And Hallelujah, so we thank Father. you for Whitestone. I want you to know you're so appreciated. You're not taken for granted. And we love you all up here in the north. And we love all the fellowships, the way they've looked after us and cared for us. I would love to name them all, but I don't want to put MD in embarrassment. But we've been kept yes. many ways by love and gifts and uh, taking care of us, paying bills for us that we couldn't have done. So you're all needed in the kingdom. And we are the benefactors of your love. Bless you, Jesus. So thank you. Anything Bless else? you, Lord. I'll tell some of okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and so what, what actually happened is uh, when I came home from the hospital, I couldn't walk. And... Uh, no. So I couldn't walk, so my brother who's sitting up the back there from Bones Mill, Gerald Meyer, he, he took me everywhere. Every appointment I had to go to. 
he helped me through the, some of the therapy that I had to do. But then I said to the Lord, Lord, I can't have people running me all over the place. I've got to be, dry, I've got to be back driving by a month. And so I stuck to the, the, the therapy, and, and sure enough, about a month later, I was back driving. And then the other thing that happened was because I was an emergency case, when they stuck the tubes down my throat to put me in the ventilator, they twisted my vocal cords. So I couldn't talk. It's very frustrating. <laughs> and, uh, and so then I couldn't talk. And then I had to do 12 weeks of uh, speech therapy. To, uh, to get the, the voice box back functioning. And when I went to have my final test about three or four weeks ago, the, 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 the um, ear, nose and throat doctor, and uh, he, he said that my, my throat and my vocal cords were just amazing. So I was very grateful to the Lord and I was very grateful for all of your prayers. And like Kathy said, don't think they're going to miss. They're not. And, uh, you know, but all, all I could say was, but God. Because they, they had already told Kathy that what he's going through right at the moment, because I had septus as well, and I had two realms of pneumonia, and they had already told Kathy that uh, we don't think he'll come out of this because very, very few people who go into that kind of condition just don't survive. And uh, so again, I'm only emphasizing that because of the fact that I know you, you prayed a lot for us. And I just wanted you to know that your prayers were effective because the scripture says the effective prayer of a righteous man, that's the body of Christ. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so I, I, I want to thank you again uh, for your prayer and help and support uh, during that time. I wonder if you turn in your Bibles tonight to uh, Romans chapter 15. The thing that I noticed uh, greatly uh, through it all, the thing that I noticed the most was after it was all over, it had slowed me down completely. I was not thinking properly. I was, you know, I was just, uh, couldn't be bothered doing anything. And just, I don't know how to express it. Probably I don't have a big enough vocabulary. But um, it was uh, the biggest, one of the biggest battles that I, I went through was to get my mind back. Because I had I'd lost track of it. I, I'd even lost the desire to share 
And that may be a, a, a wrong confession, but that's how it was. But again, I just want you to know, your prayers were so effective that everything that was wrong with me was corrected. Amen. It's miracle after miracle after miracle. So if some of you young people have never seen a miracle, you're watching one right now. So I'm very grateful, very thankful. And uh, in Romans chapter 15, and this is a very simple message, but I feel it's what the Lord had laid in my heart. And if I was to put a name to it tonight, I would just call it, build up one another. And I know many of us have sat through much word, have sat through much teaching, and a lot of it has not just been information to us. It's been life-changing experience after life-changing experience as the Word and the Revelation and the Spirit uh, connected together to bring us to the place where we are tonight. How many of us believe that we still need another move of the Spirit of God to take us on to where God wants us to be? And, uh, and so I, I shared the word just recently on Zoom. I think it was in December. But I shared and said that I believe that the, there was a final cleansing taking place in the house of God. And I'll guarantee you tonight that God's doing more in your inner man than he is interested in any other part. And, uh, and so in, in Romans chapter 15, this is what it says. And, and I know that there's a lot of teaching in the body of Christ right at the moment about being weak. So that the strength of the Spirit of God can come through. So I'm not in conflict with it. And... Uh, because I think God has brought us to, finally, He's brought us to the place, without Him, we can really do nothing. And none of us have any capacity in Adam. There is absolutely no capacity, no capacity in Adam to do anything to fulfill the will of God and the plan and the purpose of God. And I know that all of us tonight would realize that we're really in the last times. And so there's an expectation in our hearts that God is going to visit us. Going to fulfill His word in us, like the prophecy said tonight through song. You know, we've answered His call. And we'll keep answering His call. Because he's calling you all the time. Amen. I hope you realize tonight that the Father is drawing you. Every day he's drawing you. Every day the Spirit of God. Every day the blood of Jesus is saving you. Every day the Father draws you. Every day the Son cleanses you. And every day the Holy Ghost keeps you. So the Godhead bodily is involved in your life every day. Right. 
Every step that you take is because God drew you. And there might be some of us in here tonight who have not answered his call. But there was a pleading of the Spirit of God tonight through the voice of prophecy. And the prof prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ himself tonight was wooing you by his Spirit. Hallelujah. And every day he draws you. Every day he keeps you. So we've answered his call. And we're still answering the call. And we will still answer the call until that final day comes when that final change will come. And so he says in verse 15, I mean chapter 15, verse 1, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Well, there's the gospel in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, a wonderful portion of Scripture. And so God is in the process of making you strong. It's not in conflict with our own weakness. Because in our weakness, it's His strength made perfect. You know, I never did like admitting I was weak. Until one day I read a scripture and David said, I want you to know how frail I am. And you know, all of us again tonight know all of us know tonight that without Him we can do nothing. And there's nothing in my Adam nature that's going to enter into the kingdom of God. And so that word for strong there is genetics. It just means mighty, uh, powerful, capable, mighty man. You know, that's how God sees you tonight. Believe it or not, I can see there's a lot of Gideons in there when the Lord turns around and says, Almighty man of valor. <laughs> he looks around to see who he's talking to. <laughs> and there's some of us like that tonight. We don't really believe who we are in Christ. And the whole book is about Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the very fact that you are growing stronger every day in Christ. And as you're growing stronger every day in Christ, you're becoming weaker in Adam. Because he must increase, I must And as the decreasing is taking place, then Christ has been more elevated. Come on, the whole life of community, the whole life in community is to be an expression of Christ. And sometimes within us, we don't have the capacity to build our brother up. 
Sometimes we'd rather just push it aside. But God's saying, I'm making you strong. The word for strong there really means mature. So God's maturing you. He's bringing you up with a sensitivity in the spirit. And the sensitivity is in the spirit is actually seeing the need in your brother. Because when you see your need in your brother beyond yourself, hallelujah, you're fulfilling the law of Christ. I think that's what it says. Slightly paraphrased. But you're fulfilling the law of Christ, so your whole community is to be an expression of Christ. That's why Brother Sam always said that one day he would walk onto these communities and all it would be would love, would be love. And people wouldn't be running to him for counsel. What will I do in this? What will I do in that? How will I perform this? He said, no, I'm really not your counselor. He's your counselor. So when you're you're giving counsel to someone, you're actually an administration of Christ. Because you will call his name, wonderful, counselor. And if he doesn't do the counseling, if he doesn't do the counseling, you're not going to be helped. That's just where it is. Yeah. And, it, and, and But you can be helped tonight by following his call because you can actually do all things. Through Christ, I'm glad they added that little bit. So you've been actually weakened in the Adamic you know, there's a, I don't want to go to it, but there's scriptures in Jeremiah 33. And they're amazing scriptures. He said, but God, God speaks through Jeremiah and he says, I will bring the whole land to desolation of man and beast. I mean, what does that really mean for me tonight? I will, I will make the land desolate from man and beast. You'll find it there in Jeremiah 33. But what does it really mean? It really means that by the time God is really through doing what He wants to do in the church, there'll be no trace of Adam's nature left. And there'll be no beast. Hallelujah. That just simply means that there will be no trace of any demonic influence. So by the time, I don't care what age you are in here tonight, God is doing the same work whether you're 14 or 80. He's bringing forth a work of deliverance. And most of it's in the inner man. 
He's making you weak in the flesh. He's making you weak in dependency upon yourself. And therefore He's destroying the Adamic because it has no place in the kingdom. I don't want you to make this heavy, but the Bible does reveal to us tonight that flesh and blood will not will not, flesh and blood will not enter or inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, they're, they're just scriptures to take into your being tonight. And say, well, where do I need that? Where do I need that strength? What am I doing that's not causing me to grow in Christ? What are, what what is it that's keeping me back from the fullness of Christ? When God says, I, I will give you a measure of the stature, but really I'm bringing you to the fullness of Christ. Yeah. So God is actually making you strong. And the weaker you get, the stronger you're being. Hey, what a paradox. Because who wants to be weak? But it's not a weakness like a willy-nilly type of a thing. Or you're a pushover. or It's not that at all. It's just that God wants the benefit of the salvation that He put in you to actually set creation free. But you'll never set creation free unless you're free. You'll never set your brother free until you're free. So what is God doing? He said, He that is strong, He that is mature, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak because the strong and the weak will be growing together. You, I mean, Jesus even mentioned it. He says, oh, as a matter of fact, he says, just remember this, the poor you'll always have with you. They'll always be there. But don't let it hinder you. You just let the growth and the development of the nature of Christ continually keep growing so that the sensitivity will be there to see your brother in need to minister to him. Hallelujah. Come on, that's the purpose of the fivefold ministry. The purpose of the fivefold ministry is to bring you to a place where you are strong enough so that he can bring you to a place of perfection. I never quoted that properly. But he said that the purpose of the fivefold ministry was for the perfection of the saints so that the saints could actually do the work of the ministry. You take that into your own, your own being tonight because he's made you an ambassador. Yes, he has. He's made you an ambassador and... And what does an ambassador do? 
He visits different countries, but he never speaks his own mind. Man, that's a mouthful. Hallelujah. But by being stronger in Christ, you've got the ministry of reconciliation. You've got a word that can reconcile that situation back to God. It's what is God doing today? Making you an ambassador for what? Making you an ambassador with a ministry. What's the ministry? The ministry of reconciliation. So as ambassadors of Christ tonight, He's making you a ministry. Hallelujah. And that's the purpose of the fivefold ministry. Because really, that ministry will cease and give way to another ministry. And the priesthood will change. And it will go from the ministry of the Levitical priesthood to Zadok. And Zadok is Melchizedek. So you see that the fivefold ministry will give way to the Melchizedek priesthood. And I don't want to go down that track tonight. But the truth of the matter is, God is moving and working in your life because He's given you a ministry of reconciliation in order to use it within the body of Christ to build up the body so that the body of Christ will give the fullness of the expression of the salvation of Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says, my, my teaching and preaching is not with the words, or, or with the enticing wisdom of men. But it's in the power and in the demonstration of the Spirit of God. So God, God is working, God is moving in such a tremendous way. But He's making you strong. In one side, He's making you strong in Christ. But He's weakening you in the control of your own life. In other words, He's working in you to bring you to a total de dependence and abandonment to the life in the Spirit. Because right. yeah. yeah. if I walk in the Spirit, I will not. Nonsense. That's what the Word says. If I walk in the Spirit, I will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And now I've, got the, now I've got the Spirit of God working in me to make me strong. It's to bring me to that ab abandonment so that I will have no dependency. No dependency at all in this outer man. He's perishing. The outer man's perishing. Come on, quote it for me tonight. The outer man's perishing, but the inward man. Who is the inward man tonight? Christ. The inward man is being renewed. Hallelujah. 
Come on, I, I don't think we really fully understand. We really do not understand what is available to us in Christ. Mm -hmm. Everything I need to fulfill God's plan for my life is in me. It's in you. It's in you tonight, Brian. I think it's an amazing thing that the God of the universe can come and by an incorruptible seed plant that life in you. And if he planted an incorruptible seed, it's designed and destined to come to an incorruptible life. But I'm too busy hanging on to self. I have not fully understand the power of God to release me from that. Because if I did, and if I do, I would be released. I would be a different expression of, of what I am now. Oh. So, He's destroying the outward man and he's renewing the inward man. And I believe that this incoming year as the intensity of what's taken place in the governments of this world. I believe that God is going to visit us. And there's going to be divine breakthroughs in areas that you never thought possible to break through in. Things that's held you in bondage. Things that's held me in bondage. There's going to be a move of the Spirit of God that's absolutely going to break it down. And the people of God are going to go into a realm. It's actually called the Spirit without measure. And Jesus gave us the example of how He moved in it. He moved in the spirit without measure. He didn't move in a double portion ministry. Hallelujah. What is he getting? What is, what is he getting you ready for? Come on. Are you going to answer his call? As, as God begins to visit with us. Hallelujah. Visit with us every time we gather together. This is so refreshing tonight to be in your midst. So refreshing to be in the praise and the worship. Yeah. We haven't had a, a praise and worship, not a corporate ministry, not a corporate meeting of the three farms down in Bones Mill for a couple of years. I mean, I don't know what in the morning when I get up, I don't know whether I bore the Lord <laughs> to death or not. <laughs> I don't know, but I sing to him. I, I, I praise, but I'm on my own. You, you've got no idea how refreshing this is tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's, 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 it's really wonderful. And, and as God visits us, hallelujah, there's going to be such a release. 
Such a release in the Spirit of God. Let me read them, because there's some other things I want to cover tonight. It says, we then that are strong. Can I say it again? And I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm 83, so I've got an excuse. <laughs> Excuse me. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Will you answer the call? This incoming year, will you answer the call at Whitestone? Will I see my brother in need and bypass it? Or will I see my brother in need and by the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ lift him out of it and bring him back to a reconciled place with God? Don't ignore it. You have to excuse me. If you're watching on Zoom, I am extremely sorry. <laughs> but I'm going, to, I'm going to read verse 1 again. Then we, we then that are strong, we ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. <clears throat> All I can say tonight is, help me, Jesus. Look at verse 2. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. What does that mean? Build up. Well, let me, let me show you what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification, to building him up. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians 5, verse 11. Well, I'm going to jump up to verse 9. Because this is such a great scripture. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. I'm going to read it again. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. He didn't die for himself. He says, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, Comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also you do. 
So I know that you're building one another up. You're, you're doing that. But will we let it intensify? So that the community is a greater expression of a people strong in the Lord. An expression of Christ. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them that labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them for highly in love and the work's sake and to be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort, warn, warn them that are unruly. This doesn't do away with confrontation. It does away with confrontation in the flesh. Anyhow, I better move on. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that warn them that are unruly. Encourage the faint-hearted. You know, there's a scripture in Joel, and it says, It's time for the weak to say I'm strong. And it's time for the poor to say I'm rich. That doesn't mean you say God's going to put a million bucks in your bank account. He's going to make you rich with the riches of Christ. Why is he going to do that? So that you can share it with others. So that you can give it away. Hallelujah. And the more you give. Do you know one of the greatest words that was preached in this move of God early on? Was the glory of giving. To understand that God's not looking for your money. He's looking for your heart. Because if you've got, if he's got your heart, he's got your money also. We'll get off that subject. <laughs> now we exhort you. What does that mean? We build you up. We encourage. Who are you encouraging? The faint-hearted. Support the weak and be patient toward all men. I help us, Lord Jesus. But you know, you know, the truth of the matter is, it's by faith and patience that you enter the kingdom. It'd be nice if you had missed out that little bit. It would have been wonderful. If I just been by faith, he entered the kingdom of God. But he stuck another little word in there. But it's by faith and patience. You're not poor tonight in Christ. You're rich in Christ. And he gave you that riches so that you could share it with the rest of the body of Christ so that they would be exhorted, built up, 
Lifting up the hands that hang down, strengthening in the feeble knees. You know, I think, I think for so long we've used an expression of, well, get up and get on with it. Suck it up and move on. Well, that's not the answer. Reconciliation is the answer. Okay. So back in Romans 15. So he encourages us. I, I, I love it. He, he, he encourages us not to please ourselves. But, but to please his neighbor for good, to edification. Look at verse 3. For even Christ pleased not himself. Do you want to be like Jesus? Well, I, well, I know we hear a lot of word as I'm going to be in his image and likeness. Is that true or not? Oh, here's a part of his likeness. Here's a part of his inward nature. He couldn't do anything else but not please, him, not please himself. Why was that? Because he had another focus. I only do those things that please my father. He had another focus. He had another reason for living. And that was to please the Father. And so he says, Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproaches thee fall on me. For whatever things were written in earlier times were written for our learning. Oh, here he goes again. For whatever things were written in earlier times were written for our learning. You know, I, I came to the place where I would study the Word, but I would study the Word maybe to get another message because I was pastoring for 15, 20 years. So I had to have something for the flock. So most of my study was, was building sermons. <coughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. But most of it was building sermons until I read in Timothy one time. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Quite a difference. So why do I study the Word? To show myself approved, not unto the people of God. Hello? But to show myself approved unto God. Because that's who you're really dealing with. Will you answer the call? Will I answer the call? We're written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. 
Now the God of patience <laughs> and consolations grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus that you may that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians. Verse 9 and 10. God is faithful. God is faithful by whom you were called. Unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Faithful is he that calleth you. And then there's another light, little line there. I love it. Who also will do it? Why is he doing it? Because you can't. Now I beseech you, verse 10, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Hallelujah. In other words, let the community grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let it grow strong in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So that the community will be a better expression of the life of Christ. Um, come on over with me uh, to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 31. I'm, I'm using this tonight. I've not got a watch, so I don't know the time. Moses is just about to die. And he says, he, he said unto them, I'm 120 years old in verse 1. And we all know that 120 is the end of all flesh. So this was a very transitional time for the children of Israel. A very transitional time for a new generation to go in. And so Moses tells them he's old. 120 I can no more go out or come in. Also the Lord has said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. So this was a very transitional time. And I believe as a body of Christ tonight, we're all in a very transitional time. And, <clears throat> and something's about to happen in the realm of the Spirit that we have to be prepared for. 
So it was a very transitional time, so this is what he tells them. In verse 3, he says this, The Lord thy God will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. Man, you're the, you're the people of God tonight. You're the ones he's making strong. And God's just speaking to Moses. Moses is just speaking to Joshua here and the children of Israel. And this verse 3 gives you nothing but victory. God's going to go over before you. As a matter of fact, somebody has already gone before you. And he's really left you a very, very strong constellation to follow him. But you won't have to fight against these nations. God says, I'll do it for you. The Lord thy God, he will go before thee. He will destroy these nations from before thee. If you want to know what these nations are, go back to Deuteronomy chapter 7 in your private devotions before God and read them all again. The Lord thy God will go before thee and he will destroy these nations from before thee and thou shalt possess them. Hallelujah. And you shall possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee as the Lord has said. Well, who is it that's going to possess the gate of their enemies? Well, you can talk to me tonight. I'm friendly. I'm keto friendly. <laughs> Can I read it? Oh, oh, I'm in trouble. I can see the look. But when he says, you're going to go in and possess them, possess your enemies, not just have victory over them, but completely have them in total submission. And who is it that's going to possess the gate of their enemies? Come on, it's Abraham's seed. You find that in Genesis. It's Abraham's seed that's going to possess the gate of their enemies. And who is Abraham's seed? Hallelujah. Some said we are. But it's Christ. And I have to be able to be in Christ in order to declare that. I have to be in covenant relationship with God to declare it. There, there's a, a raging conflict in the body of Christ and in the world today. Who is the true seed of Abraham? But the promises were not to Abraham and to his seed. After the flesh. But the promise really was to Abraham's seed. Because there only is one seed. 
And that one seed is Christ. Hallelujah. And we're in Christ tonight by an incorruptible seed called the Word of God. But what, do, what does this mean for you in, in the New Testament? Come on, put, put yourself back in the New Testament tonight and say, we, we're going to possess the gate of our enemies because we're in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. What scripture would make, make reference to this tonight in the New Testament? Sin will have no more dominion over you, Christ. If I get out of Christ, sin automatically has a dominion. But if I stay in Christ, all the availability of the promises of God are available to help you through your present need. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is written for you tonight. That you are, you are being prepared. But Moses was telling Joshua beforehand. And you see, that, that's what happens in the body of Christ. We share together. But what are we sharing together? The life of Christ. We break bread together. Hallelujah. But what does the bread represent? The life, of Christ, the life of Christ. So our fellowship then is with Jesus Christ. Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. Because if you know the Son, you know the Father. And if you're in the Son, you've got life. If you're not in the Son, I'm sorry, you don't have it. But it's not that it's not available to you. I love the old song that we used to sing, there's room at the cross for you. The only trouble is I don't want to go to the cross. <laughs> so there's a, there's a wonderful thing happening. I'm, I, I'm, look at verse 5. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that you may do unto them according as all that the commandments which I have commanded you. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. People of God. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not. Got any fear tonight? Many different types of fear. But none of them are of God except the fear of God. Because God has not... If you got fear tonight, God never gave it to you. So it's from another source. But I can have the help to get out of it. I better move on. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not. Listen to this. 
Not be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is who doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What was Moses doing to Joshua? Showing him the faithfulness of God. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go over this with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto the fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Hallelujah. Well, we've been brought to a lively hope. And the lively hope is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the lively hope is incorruptible. It's undefiled. It fadeth not away. It's reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith, ready to be revealed in the last time. Hallelujah. You know, God's going to put some things on display. And the whole world is groaning for it. We're groaning within ourselves to be delivered. Hallelujah. Let me jump over to verse 23. Moses therefore wrote this song. Sorry, that's the wrong one. Verse 33, just one under. And he gave Joshua, the son of Nun, a charge. I love that. Paul also gave the Thessalonica church a charge. And I believe that God gives us charges, not options. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, Be strong. Be strong and of good courage. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swore to give unto them. And... I will be with thee. I I love when I look in the book of um, Haggai. Because there's a scripture in there that says, Haggai was the Lord's messenger with the Lord's message. And he gave a, he gave a, a, a prophetic statement to the people of God at that particular time, remember the temple had stopped being built. They stopped building it for 15 years. Haggai came along with a message. The message was from God. It was seven words long. And here was the seven word prophetic statement that changed the nation. I, the Lord thy God, will be with thee. Changed the nation. They started rebuilding. Hallelujah. 
and they finish the work. Come on, saints. It's time to start building. It's time to start building one another up. Strengthening one another. I've got five minutes. Well, I'm not going to get through this in no way. Hallelujah. Yeah, I just want to encourage you. Be strong. Be of good courage. For the Lord thy God is with thee. I'm going to flip over to chapter 33. Actually, chapter 34, but I'm picking up a scripture in chapter 33 on the way through. My eye dropped on this scripture just today when I was reading. And it says this, And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor. <laughs> satisfied with favor. And full with the blessing of the Lord, possess thou your enemies. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know, if you're in Christ Jesus tonight, and the Holy Ghost is moving through you, working in you, you're highly favored. You're richly blessed. And you're greatly loved. Some of us in here tonight might not realize that tonight. But I just, want to, I just want to say it again. Here's a word for somebody in here tonight. The task ahead of you is not greater than the power that is with you. Hallelujah. You are not without hope. And I don't care how far you think you are away from God. When I came out of that thing that I came out of, I thought God had forsaken me. He said, I'll never leave you. You make your bed in hell, I'll be there. Hallelujah. And then in chapter 34, it says this, and Joshua, verse 9, and Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hand on him. And there was an impartation of what was in Moses into the life of Joshua. And Moses is now dead in Joshua. Joshua is still the minister of Moses. That's what it says in verse 1. And then God speaks to him again. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I swore to give unto them and of the children of Israel. Listen to this. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, and as I said unto Moses, 
from the wilderness, and then he tells them how far it all is. Verse 5. There shall not be any man. Hallelujah. There will not be any man who will be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. For as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Somebody needs to refresh their spirit with that scripture tonight. There's some in here tonight who have thought that God was against them. God is not against you. He's for you. He says, my thoughts towards you are not for evil. They're only for good. Some of you have gone through deep valleys. The whole world's getting ready to go through more bumps than ever it's been through before. But God is preparing a people to be overcomers. Hallelujah. I'm just going to say this scripture and leave it alone. There's a scripture in Revelation chapter 6. It said that they're riding on white horses and they're overcoming and overcoming and overcoming and overcoming and go forth and overcome. Why? Because the Lord thy God is with thee. And then in verse 6 he says it again. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Only be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses thy servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Listen to this. That thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. That's prosperity in its right place. The book of the law shall not depart out of thee, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You'll find that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. I pray that this is the most prosperous year that the body of Christ will experience. Hallelujah. I pray that this is the most prosperous year in the growth and development of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be strengthening one another. We'll be building one another up. Hallelujah. And as Nehemiah built gates, restored walls, hallelujah, there'll be a restoration in the body of Christ that will lift it out of where it is into where God wants it to be. An, an effective challenge. Hallelujah. So that God can fulfill. So I pray that this will be the most prosperous year in Jesus Christ. And then he says, 
then shalt thou have good success. Hallelujah. You know, we've looked at the word success and we've thought different things about it, but God does want you to succeed in Him. Yes, He does. And God does want you to be prosperous. Hallelujah. Glory to God. However, that prosperity comes. But it's the prosperity of Christ. That's the only thing that's eternal. That's the only thing God fellowships with. If God could have fellowshiped with an old creation, He wouldn't have had to put Christ on the cross so that you and I could have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. So here's my encouragement. Be strong. And very courageous that thou mayest observe to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've run out of time. But I just want to praise you, praise the Lord for you. And you know, all of that was done for Joshua. Because the children of Israel were ready to go in. A new generation had risen up. They were ready to go through Jericho. They were ready to take the city. They were ready to fight many battles. They were getting ready to fight many battles. They had to be circumcised because they didn't get circumcised in the wilderness. So they waited at Gilgal. You know, all of these things. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that word that Moses gave to Joshua. Be strong. And be of good courage. I believe he quoted that many times. God, you said. You said we were going to conquer our enemies. Be strong. And every time the, the Holy Ghost overshadows you and puts a seed within you of hope, of the restoration and victory over an enemy that you couldn't have victory over. Be strong. Right. Be of good courage. Mm -hmm. For the Lord, thy God, is with thee. Yeah. Hallelujah. So good to see you all. But how are you going to get strong? Stay connected to the Spirit. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. And you'll only be as strong among yourselves as you are with your connection to the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So hold on a little longer. Hold on a little stronger. The testings of the Lord are pure as gold. He'll lead you through the fire. He'll burn up the dross and mire. So hold on a little longer. Just hold on. Lord, prosper this community. Prosper everyone in this place tonight, Lord. 
with a fuller understanding of connection to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be with you to bless you and keep you. And Lord, tonight, just go up to that room and visit Brother Bill and bring him out of his sickness in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. Oh, I was going to take it home. You can later. <laughs> you have to talk to Jeff. That's him seeing I've just got a big voice. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs>